We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank, and as we count down to kickoff against the Tulane Green Wave, Today we focus on a really cool feature that Jessica Cootie, whom you hear on the podcast every now and then, has put together on the Oklahoma Sooner offensive line, specifically Sooner offensive line coach Bill Beatonbow. So coming up here in just a bit, if you are a fan of the battle in the trenches, if you are a fan of what Oklahoma is doing on its offensive line, you will not want to miss, I guess you could say, two of the star pupils from Bill Beatonbow. Gabe Eichard, and Ty Darlington, plus the current star, Orlando Brown Jr., and the current head coach, Lincoln Riley, and what they all have to say about the man who has become known as Beaton Boss, Bill Beatonbow, the offensive line coach for the Oklahoma Sooners. And the feature is out. It's on Soonersports.tv right now, so uh, get it, give it a watch. It's, it's well worth it, and it's well worth your time. And this version of the podcast is kind of like the extended dance mix. Everything that uh, was not only in the future, but maybe a lot of things that didn't make some of the stuff on the cutting room floor. Uh, you'll hear at length, in depth, as we learn about what really goes into making Bill Beanboat one of the best offensive line coaches in all of college football. Plus, you can't help but look back maybe one more time. So, Baker Mayfield, Jordan Thomas, and Dimitri Flowers will all join us near the end of the podcast. We had a chance to sit down with them at the Monday press conference. That's coming up right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. But before we get going, 
want to thank you for downloading. Uh, spread the word. Tell the friend. Incredible, incredible response from Tuesday's episode. Uh, thank you guys so much. You seem to dig adding the full Lincoln Riley press conference, so we'll continue to do that on Tuesday's podcast. The, the great news is if, if you just want the back and forth and you already heard the podcast or you already heard the press conference, then fine. That's a, you can just fast forward past it or you can just stop listening before you get to that point. Uh, if you just want the podcast and you can't take the, the, the babble, eh, great. you fast forward past us and you listen to Lincoln Rally. But thank you so much. Continue to spread the word. Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Subscribe. Uh, leave a rating if you go through iTunes and the Apple uh, podcast app. Man, we can't thank you enough. And as always, we love to hear from you. So hit us up at OU on the air. Also, with so much at stake now for the Sooners the rest of the way, and obviously uh, so much history. I mean, think about it. Baker Mayfield probably going down as one of the greatest in an incredibly tradition-rich history of Oklahoma Sooner quarterbacks. Incredible, right? Don't you want to be there for his senior day? Well, you've got an opportunity to do so now for an incredible price. You can purchase the Go for Two football mini plan. That will include tickets to the Texas Tech game, which is homecoming, and the West Virginia game, which is senior day. These tickets are available for only $140. Go to Soonersports.com slash tickets, and you can get yours today. You won't find a deal better than that, and you won't want to miss a day to not only celebrate uh, Oklahoma Sooner football history with homecoming, but also to celebrate the careers of not only Baker Mayfield, but Stephen Parker, Dimitri Flowers, Jordan Thomas, Oba Okronkwo, all that, uh, all the group of the incredible seniors that have made this program uh, what it is over the last four seasons. So there is our public service announcement. What do you say we get after it? Talking a little Bill Beanbow. <laughs> All right, again, the feature is live right now, so you can watch it at Soonersports.tv. But we wanted to open with a little bit of the past. So we started, just started, by talking to former Sooner Sooner Gabe Eichert, who's been amazing helping us out on Sooner Sports TV to start the college football season. And the first question to the former Sooner standout, Gabe Eichert, what was it like? And what was your first impression of Bill Biedenboe? He was a very intense guy. Was excited to meet him, you know, new new guy on the staff, and he uh, made it clear that he wanted to establish a relationship with me, being you know kind of the leader of the offensive line and one of the captains on offense. So, uh, met with him a lot, kind of learning his philosophy, what he thought, uh, kind of his little technique things that he wanted to teach us, and you know we just we hit the ground running. He was he was great to me right off the bat. What was his expectations of you guys, kind of? learning more than maybe what everybody on the line had to do and just kind of preparing for each game, how big were the expectations of you guys up here and then in the knowledge? Right. Um, it became very clear that we needed to study a little more and learn a lot more when he, uh, when we stepped in the offensive line room. The first thing he did with us, which was new, was he made us learn defense. And that was one of the one of the things that you really don't think about as a college player, you know, now and, you know, playing in the NFL, it makes a little more sense, but he taught us, you know, how defenses lined up, but he made us go up on the board, draw formations and then draw defenses. He'd say, what kind of defense make us draw it? 
And he was the, you know, the first offensive line coach who really made it clear that you needed to be able to see the entire field. It wasn't you know, just the quarterback's job to see that. So um, my, the only year I had him, uh, he let me call the protections myself. And it was because he was able to teach me you know, to look at safeties, linebackers, look at you know, some of the tendencies that defenses in the Big 12 had. So uh, that was a huge advantage for me. And you know, if I would have had him for more than one year, it probably would have been even, even sharper at that stuff. So he definitely taught me a lot. But the most was you know, teaching, teaching me how defenses, think, how defenses think and kind of what to look for and be able to react off that, you know, anticipate what's coming. And that was a, a huge help for us. And I know it was a huge help for a lot of guys. Ty said you guys would like have a meeting before your meeting with him. Like, what do you think he's going to ask today? Like, what should we try to know? Um, I, I never, Ty, Ty's a little paranoid, <laughs> but uh, I always, you know, you could always, you could always get something wrong and beat and bow would, you know, use it as a teaching moment, obviously sometimes that's not the most fun teaching moments, but um, he was he was very good at making sure that he taught us everything that put us in the best situation to succeed, and that was that was huge for me. Um, he was always, you know, as intense as he is and uh, as much as he yells and all that stuff, he was always really positive when you were doing things the right way, and that was that was a great thing about him that uh, most people probably don't realize is that. When you're doing things the way he wants you to do it, he was he was really encouraging. So um, we yeah we always made made sure that we knew <laughs> what he expected us to know, and uh, he he really taught us how to kind of break down film and then look at defense, and that made us a lot better a lot better as offensive linemen as an offense as a whole. How much did that one year with him kind of prepare you for being in an NFL locker room? It prepared me a lot actually. Um, he, he had me ready for anything and everything that all those coaches asked at the combine, you know, when you're in those meetings. And, you know, often they'd say, you know, this is really impresses you. I have a, an impressive knowledge of, you know, what defenses do, blah, blah, you know, how to set protection, all that kind of stuff. And I attribute a lot of that to him, um, teaching me kind of what to look for and, you know, making me do it, you know, draw it up over and over and over again. So we always had to be ready for what he'd throw at you. So that was, that was huge in getting me ready to play in the NFL um, when it came to the mental part of it. Going into the season, O-line, everyone says it's the strongest position going into this season. How much do you think that's a credit to what he's done developing these guys along the way? Yeah, I think it's got a lot to do with Bill. Um, he's obviously recruited well, but the most important thing is the way he teaches the kids. You know. Um, technique as well as understanding scheme and like I said understanding what the defense is going to do to you so he's uh, he's a really really valuable piece of that staff uh, was glad to see him get a co-coordinator title um, I've been lobbying for for quite some time uh, but he uh, he makes he makes those five guys better and the best part about him is it doesn't matter how many stars or where you're from or any of that stuff he's going to put the best five out there no matter what walk-on, scholarship, five-star, doesn't matter. The five guys that play the best together is who he's going with, and you know that going in. So um, he's one of those guys that, you know, he really, he really does what he says he's going to do, and I always appreciate that about him. 
Richmond, he always talks about the best offensive line to kind of have that switch where, you know, on the field, completely different off the field. He's one of those. I feel like you watch him and he is <laughs> reaming people out. But then you talk to him off, but how much does he kind of embody that, that switch that, you know, they talk about the best offensive linemen have? Yeah, he's, uh, he's a very intense guy when it's time to work. And that's, uh, that's quite evident to most people that watch him coach and have been next to him on the sideline. But yeah, when, it, when he's away from football, he's, a, he's, just, a, he's just a normal guy. Um, great guy to have a beer with. Um, but he's, he definitely, he ex- and he expects the same thing from his players. He expects you to be able to you know, flip that switch. When it's time to work and time to learn and all that stuff, and he, he wants your full attention. And he expects you know, attention to detail and for you to do what you're expected to do. But off the field, uh, just funny guy, kind of kind of a weirdo. But he's a uh, he's a he's a he's fun to hang out with, and obviously a great coach. And then last question, you kind of hit on how he doesn't care what star or anything. Oh. But Ty said, you know, a lot of times he'll see potential in people that maybe nobody else does. I mean, how do you think? Yeah, I think that is? I think when it comes to his recruiting style, he. He looks for kind of toughness and a, like a chip on your shoulder more than anything else. Then, you know, kind of obviously he's got to offer the five-star guys that everyone's offering. He's got to do that. But I think with some of the smaller schools he's been to where it became where he had to recruit a little harder and look at, you know, into more detail into the kids, he, he really does a good job of looking at character and finding some guys that maybe other teams overlooked and then developing them because – I think that's where he's he's one of the best in the country is developing, you know, guys that maybe don't have the most talent but have the toughness and the right attitude and they're ready to get better. And I think that's where he he excels is getting some of those guys and making them into really, really good college offensive linemen. And, you know, that's that's why he's starting to make those big bucks. You can catch Gabe on part of our game day show with Chad McKee on Saturday before the OU. Tulane game. Meanwhile, one of the more recent pupils, if you will, was Ty Darlington, who is now part of the Sooner staff as a quality control coach. And Ty, he took us through his first meeting and what his first experience was like with OU offensive line coach Bill Beanbow. Uh, it was a completely transformative experience for us. He immediately uh, brought us all into the room and then started quizzing us and putting us on the board. Uh, I was one of the first guys to have to go up on the board. He'd tell us the formation and tell us the defensive front that he wanted and then tell us to draw up the play. And a lot of this stuff, we just looked at him like, huh? We had no idea what half these things were. Um, he kind of had to educate us from, from step zero. Um, on the way that a defense worked and the schematics of it and the way that the other guys on the line worked together and how to predict what the defense was going to do. It, was, uh, it really opened up an entirely new side of football for me. For a football nerd like yourself, how exciting was that to, to see something in a different way that maybe no one had challenged you to do? Oh, that was incredible for me because I grew up as a coach's kid, so I thought that I knew a lot, but I started realizing with Coach Biedenbow how much I didn't know and how much more room to grow that I had. Um, and even you know, from a future, my own future standpoint, I started thinking maybe football and coaching, maybe there's more to this than, than I uh, previously realized. And Coach Biedenbow really gets a lot of credit for that because he kind of opened up this side to the game, this anal- analytical side that I hadn't even seen the, the complexity of game planning and the preparation necessary. And so that was, uh, that was really big for me. 
sometimes when new coaches come in, it takes a while to really earn the respect, but it seems like you guys bought in pretty quickly. What was it about Coach Beanbo that you guys kind of realized that, okay, he's going to do some good things for us? He, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that commands respect, right, when he walks into the room. He's a gruff personality. He, uh, his, uh, from his demeanor, his language, everything, he's notorious for it. Um, and he demands a lot of his guys. Um, he's very hard on everybody across the board. And from the first practice, especially, you saw that. And just the tone that he approaches things, you know right off the bat, this guy is no nonsense and is all business. And if he's going to demand this much of, it, of us mentally before we ever get on the field, I think we already knew what to expect physically once we got into practice. So walk us through a meeting room when, you know, again, you're, you're, he's demanding all these things, you knowing all these things, like, is it, is it overwhelming? What, what is it like when you're learning things that maybe you've never seen before? Yeah, you definitely just have to be on your toes. And I think that it caused us also to have to rely on each other more because now all of a sudden we're going into meetings and thinking, hey, what, what do you think he'll ask today? What do you think? Uh, what do you think that he saw on tape this week, or what? Or from the the, the opponent that was coming up next? What do you? What were the? What was their top blitz? What's their top front? Um, it caused us, I think, to kind of almost game plan for going into the meeting how we were going to deal with Coach Bedenbo. I mean, and those meetings are stressful. They will take years off your life at times, it seems. Uh, but we we grew so much, especially in uh, I guess my my bookend years with him are his first year here and then my senior year my junior year we were very older and experienced but those first two it was a lot of learning taking place uh, and it was definitely very intense um, through those two times so for the people that maybe aren't completely educated on why the offensive line would need to go through and learn all this film and learn all these techniques and plays that maybe you will never see yep. Um, for an offensive lineman when they think, oh, you just blocked a person in front of you. Why is it important for Coach Beanbow to go through all of this yeah. with you guys? Because things are going to change during a game, and we're going to go in with a game plan, and we're going to think that we know their game plan, but throughout the, a game, so much is going to change, and we have to be able to adjust. So we have to be able to not just have a, a rote memorization of what they're doing or what we're supposed to do. We have to have a, a full comprehension of the way that their scheme works or the way that our scheme works, a knowledge of what all of the other guys are doing on our five and even the, sometimes the receivers in the backs and understanding how different uh, aspects of the puzzles kind of fit together and affect each other um, because then you can deal with unknown situations on the field because that's the biggest thing is being able to adjust when they do something that you maybe weren't expecting. When you got to training camp for the NFL and the other guys that have come through here that you've talked to, how much has the way that he kind of trained you guys mentally in the meeting room and film prepare for the next level? From everyone that I've talked to, everyone that, is, that has been in it and in my experience with it, I feel like we go in better prepared than anybody else. Um, that the complexity of an NFL offense is definitely much more complex than anything we run in college. But compared to guys coming from other schools, we have an understanding of defenses and of the different levels of defenses and how the pieces work together more than anyone else. I think that Coach Beanbo does an incredible job of preparing us to play at the next level on the mental side. And then what about, again, like I think people maybe see him, you know, the mic'd up pieces we do maybe on the sidelines. And, and again, he's... You know, like you said, he's this gruff kind of guy, but, um, you know, he, he has this switch that he kind of preaches to you guys yeah. about, right? Like the, the on the field and then off the field is, is pretty different. 
Absolutely. Um, he wants us, you know, to behave ourselves and to carry ourselves in a certain way uh, off the field and to be leaders in the locker room and in the community. He definitely encourages all of that. He has us over to his house with his kids and we cook out and eat. That's what O-linemen do, we eat um, and all those things. So you're getting that that part of it. And he definitely is very, you know, family based and, and treats us all, tells us all that he'll do anything for us. And I believe that. Um, but then when we get on the field, he expects us to flip that switch. And you see that these it, it's a nasty group, and I love watching it. Um, I was watching film the other day uh, from Oklahoma State game, watching Orlando Brown and Bobby Evans and, and guys, even guys that aren't really necessarily usually that way, kind of getting in on the action. Drew Samia kind of getting in that way a little bit as well. Um, I think that that's when, when O-linemen play their best, when they've got a little nasty edge to them. But all those guys, you talk to these guys, they are gentlemen off the field and very pleasant pleasant guys to be around, um, but on the field, they're the, the last thing from that, and that's the way it needs to be. Going into the season, uh, most publications, most big-time people credit the offensive line to being the strongest position group for this team going into 2017. How much of a credit is that to Coach Beanbow and, and what he's built here? Oh, absolutely. So much credit goes to him because the way he's developed players, um, dating back to two years ago when my senior year, um, we had two freshman tackles and uh, and another guard that was a true sophomore that had no experience. We were so inexperienced. And then by the end of the year, we were functioning very well and, were, and developed ourselves into a into a very, uh, a bit more than decent O-line. And um, if you would have seen us in the spring, I mean, I, I was about to go crazy and I think he was too. Um, but we he developed that. That group then when you see last year losing uh, I mean myself being gone as a center and the mental load and watching how he developed that group and how those guys stepped up and developed throughout the year and with different lineups and adjusting to injuries and adjusting to who was playing the best and and the way he did with that with that group last year they came so far from when you watch the Ohio State game to when you watch the Auburn game because similar level of talent defenses one we struggled the other we dominated and you saw that the growth in that group throughout the year and this year, I mean, you're looking at guys that I personally originally didn't see a whole lot of potential in. A guy like Orlando Brown who comes in at 380 pounds, he's really sloppy and technically unsound. Uh, ben Powers didn't play well in spring last year, didn't really play well in camp last year, but he was given an opportunity and then grew into that role, and now he's playing very good football. Um, you're looking at some guys this year that are probably going to not get to play a whole lot that could start nearly anywhere in the nation. I couldn't uh, really tell you who the interior starting three are going to be because it could be any number of combinations. So this is a very deep group uh they're 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 very tight-knit they hung they hang out together all the time after um and the the culture the mentality is top down it starts with coach Beedenbow, and then you see the product of it on the field and that growth you talked about how much is it of what he challenges up here I think that's a lot of it um because he expects guys to know so much and it's not even that he's telling you you need to do this and that. It's just expected that when you come in, there was a there was a day uh, mon in, on Monday of my senior year going into Texas Tech week. We had just played on Saturday. On Sunday, we don't even meet as a group. And on Monday, he came in and asked us, what is Texas Tech's empty third down uh, pass rush plan? It's like the most minute detail ever. And, not, and none of us knew. I didn't, I didn't know it's Monday, man. Like, I'm, give, me, give me a break here. And no, he expected us to know that. He ripped me for that as a senior, as a senior captain. And, I, and that's, that's, that type of small anecdote is why that we have the success we do on the offensive line is because he demands and expects so much out of those guys. Is it kind of like because 
it's so you're so comfortable because you're so prepared you kind of can just let your instincts yeah. kind of take over once you get out there it has to be second nature you have to ingrain these uh these principles and these concepts throughout the week and throughout the year so that when you get on the field you can't think and that was one of my biggest things is thinking too much being over overly analytical and to this day i continue to be that way um but if you can learn it throughout the week and do the preparation ahead of time when you're on the field you're simply reacting you're not having to think about what blitz they're bringing or what coverage this is or what front this is you've already had it ingrained in you so much because of your preparation that your instincts just take over and then you can play faster you can play more aggressive you can play more physical when you've already done your thinking throughout the week and this isn't typical how how he does things from what i've seen no i mean there are some very good line coaches out there um i obviously am biased and i think he's the, he's the best in the business but i know from other places i've gone no one uh not other places don't aren't expected to know the volume uh, mentally that our guys do. I don't think you'll find two guys smarter than Gabe Eichert and Ty Darlington. Incredible perspective on their time with Bill Beanbow. How about the current boss of the Sooners, Lincoln Riley? Had spent some time with Bill Beanbow in the past. How important is Bill Beanbow to the success of Lincoln Riley and Oklahoma Sooner football? Bill's critical. You know, he, he coaches, you know, the most important position in offensive football. You know, it has to coach five guys that have to be in sync, you know, play in and play out. And you know, I, I look at nothing more than the production we've had, you know, in the past few years with, the, you know, all the different lineups. You know, we had a lot of seniors that first year. Um, and then last year, all the different injury issues that we had up front. I mean, all the different lineups that we played within games. And to still be able to continue the production we've had offensively, I think is, you know, in large part due to his coaching. Uh, you know, he brings a lot of new ideas to the table. He's a guy that, that handles a lot of things for us front-wise. I think it's been a big part of why we've been able the ball so well um, it's just really hard to find good offensive line coaches you know it's such a unique position it takes so many different skills and uh, yeah, we think he's the best in the country I think a lot of people that might not be educated think oh it's just block the guy in front of you but how important is the knowledge that he brings up here both Ty and Gabe talk about his intelligence that he brings to this game yeah mentally it's hard to explain to the casual fan all that goes on you know within an offensive line again you're talking about five people having to be perfectly in sync against, you know, you know, a hundred different defensive fronts or movements. And then you're talking about, and that's just within one play. You're talking about doing it for 70, 80, 90 plays a game. I mean, it's, it's difficult. I mean, to play good, solid football up front with all the different things that we do here and ask our guys to do, it's incredibly difficult. And you've got to have a guy leading the charge that knows what he's doing, you know, that's confident in his abilities, that's able to make in-game adjustments, you know, when you're not looking at it on film, but you're having to see it from the sideline. Um, and he's just phenomenal at all of it. Gabe said he felt so prepared going through the whole combine process, but then also once he got inside that meeting room because of what Coach Beanbow expects out of his guys in the meeting room, how critical is, is kind of the demands that he requires watching film and, and throughout the week preparing for Saturday? Yeah, you know, I've been in, I've been in NFL camps and, 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 and seeing how different people do it. And I don't think, I don't think there's anything those guys do, you know, that we don't ask our guys to do here. And a lot of times we ask our guys to do a lot more. You know, our run game's so diverse. Um, you know, our play action game's pretty diverse. So there's just a lot, of, a lot that goes into it. And uh, I think Bill's preparation with those guys, he's, he's very meticulous. Um, he, you know, he exposes those guys to everything he possibly could and then some. So I, I think our guys walk in there each and every Saturday feeling like they're, they're ready to play no matter what gets thrown at them. And what about that switch? He always talks about, like, 
you know, on the field and off the field can be completely different people. I feel like he kind of models that as well. Yeah, he's, he's on the field. He's, you know, he's an intense, uh, kind of no-nonsense guy. You know, he uh, demands a lot out of his players. But, you know, to demand a lot out of people is one thing. But then, you know, there's got to be that respect and, and that kind of – you've got to be able to care for the players and then care for you for them to respond to it. If you just go demand, demand, demand all the time, eventually guys tune you out. But, you know, I think our guys know, A, he knows what he's talking about and he's going to make you better. B, he cares for you, and he'll do anything in the world for you. Um, and, and they know that. So even when he's hard on them, they know, you know what, he's doing it to help me. And I, I think it, you know, it makes our guys tougher. It makes them more mentally tough, and it, it makes them more prepared. And finally, both those guys also talked about that he can see kind of potential in guys that maybe a lot of people can't and then brings them along in a way that maybe a lot of people can't. Um, how important has that been to him being, and that's where, what Gabe said, that's why he's one of the best in the country is that he came from smaller schools where maybe he had to get some guys that he had to develop. How important is that to where he is today? Yeah, it's good that he's had his background. You know, he's, he's coached about every level, you know, that there is as he was working his way up the coaching ladder. So he's dealt with all different kinds of skill levels. And that position, if you think about it, is probably the most developmental position of all. I mean, a lot of times you see true freshmen playing as receivers or, you know, defensive backs or D linemen, but O line, you know, is probably along with quarterback, but even O line maybe more is probably the toughest position to play at a younger age. So a lot of times it is developmental and it's understanding these guys are really talented. They're not ready to play yet, but this is what they need to get ready. And he's he's got a great sense of that from his background and again his just ability to teach and then demand, you know, from our guys. So I think that's why he's had so much success. Apologize for the audio. A little bit rough there, but I think you, you get the you get the gist. I mean, this is an important guy, not just to Lincoln, but obviously to this entire program. And speaking of people who Bill Beanbow is important to, Orlando Brown Jr. Throughout the recruiting process, you know, obviously I was committed to Tennessee and uh Coach Beanbow was, you know, still still, you know, what I mean, communicating with me and things like that. And um man, I mean he, he kinda earned my trust, you know, obviously just the way that he approached me, you know, the honesty that, that he gave me in recruitment as far as, you know, what I'd be able to do if I came here to the University of Oklahoma. And, uh, I mean, man, he's never lied to me, you know, and he, he's going to keep it real with you. Ty and Gabe both said, I guess Gabe was a senior right when you were redshirting? Uh, well, Gabe was a year before me, but Ty was a okay. junior when I first got here, yeah. Ty said a lot of the guys were like kind of, you know, because you came in overweight mm -hmm. and but Coach Beanbow always kind of believed in you. Um, yeah. You know, how much did that help you through that redshirt year that, you know, he kind of saw something in you that maybe some people didn't? Yeah, I mean, it helped me a ton from a confidence standpoint. You know, really, he, uh, he kind of gave me that ability to go out there and play with my emotions. You know, I mean, from, you know, from when we would just scrimmage as freshmen, you know, out there red-shirting, and it'd be, you know, red-shirt freshmen versus the twos or the threes. And, uh, you know, he just kind of gave me the confidence to go out there and play with my emotions. And, you know, from there we were able to build for, with, you know, my fundamentals and growing my mental game. How much do you um, contribute his coaching to you becoming one of the best offensive linemen in the country? A lot, a lot. You know I mean? Obviously, I, I spent a ton of time with, you know, JB, Coach Schmitty, you know, Coach Frank. Um, you know, on the strength staff, but uh, obviously a ton of a ton of credit goes to Coach B because I mean, you know, just the work that he's done with me on the football field. I mean, I think it speaks for itself. You know, obviously with the success that I've been able to have. And then, as far as Gabe said, they had had a couple different O line coaches tied to that 
the what Beedenville expects from you is really unlike anywhere in the country, mm -hmm. uh, just from a mental aspect. Yep. So how um, crucial is that to what Beedenville does with you guys preparing for you, what you do up here? Uh, I mean, it's very crucial, you know what I mean? Coach B expects perfection. And I think that's one of the, that's been one of the reasons that you know I've been able to go in here on these seasons and you know maybe give up one sack or no sacks or however many pressures pressures because you know we're we're you know preaching and working for perfection and uh, you know he he believes that if you're out there you should never get beat you know you should win with the best fundamentals you know you should finish every block and you know it, it's just kind of the culture that he's created you know amongst us as offensive linemen that you know we want to be the best and we want to be as perfect as possible. What about knowing? Because you know, a lot of times I think people just think, "Oh, it's block the guy in front of you." But mm -hmm. they were saying that you have to know everything with the defensive back, yeah. the secondary, the line, everything on the defense, not just the, the defensive line. Yeah, uh, you know, that's another thing too. That I mean, I didn't really, you know, know much about football. You know, just because, like, I mean, my dad wasn't really the smartest football player because it's the time period he played in. But uh, I mean, Coach B, man, he's kind of, you know, forced me, I guess, to learn the coverages, different coverages and different blitz looks and scheme related things to defense. And uh, I mean, it's really, really helps us out as an offensive line, I think, and why we're able to be so successful because he asks and he depends on us to, to know those things. One more reminder, Soonersports.tv, watch the feature on Bill Biedenbo. My own personal experience with Bill is that uh, I, I can't wait to have the opportunity to talk to him on the next coaches shows. I, I get a chance to host with Teddy the Coach's Corner on Thursday nights. And Bill Biedenboe has become one of my favorite guys to talk to. He's got that type of personality that just exudes knowledge, confidence, tough love, and an incredible grasp of what needs to be done to motivate, inspire, and prepare his players. He, is, he has been a gift to the University of Oklahoma program an incredible hire by Bob Stoops and I think we're reaping the rewards now when you consider the depth on the offensive line that Oklahoma has uh, an out and out stud love Bill Beatenbow can't wait to see him continue to build this offensive line Mayfield gonna throw has a wide open Dimitri Flowers 25 to the 20 15 cuts near side to the 10 to the 5 and he's into the end zone it's a touchdown Baker Mayfield to Dimitri Flowers oh that smelled sweet and the Sooners are down 10 to 9 in Ohio Stadium so at the Monday press conference we had a chance to talk to some of the Sooner senior standouts and we started with Dimitri Flowers coming off his big game against Ohio State just talking about how sweet it was. Oh, it was a blast. You know, there's nothing like, you know, going to an away field such as, you know, such historic tradition like Ohio State and going out there and just beating them. You know, I was reading about your reaction when Lincoln came as the offensive coordinator and you looked at the East Carolina roster and saw no fullbacks. <laughs> yeah. So how special was that then on Saturday night to be as prominently featured in the game plan as you were? You know, it, it was just a blessing, you know, for him to have that trust in me and, and, you know, Baker to have that trust in me and, you know, just everyone on this team to trust in me and do my job. I'm glad I was out, out there and able to do it. What was that feeling like when you switched directions and saw that path to the end zone? It, it, it was wide open and you it, took advantage it, of it. It sure was wide open. You know, I don't, I don't get the ball that often, so <laughs> I got to take advantage of every opportunity. Whenever things are clicking like they started to, well, let's go back in the first half, whenever you were moving the ball but weren't, kind of hitting Pater. There was never any panic on the sideline. Everyone seems still pretty focused. What what can you attest that to? 
Um, you know, we, we moved the ball all, all five possessions in that first half, and, and it wasn't really anything that they were doing. And we were stopping ourselves. You know, we had a fumble and a couple stupid penalties. So we knew we just had to keep plugging away, and those floodgates would open up. And then in the second half, when those floodgates opened up, it was a little bit of everyone. And then you look around, there's a lot of pups out there. Lee Morris, Trey, uh, Sermon. What, what was that like for you to see so many young guys contributing? Oh, it's awesome. You know, it, it goes back to all that hard work in the summer. You just see everyone sweating and stuff, and it, and it just shows all the hard work we put in and that everyone can do the job. What is it about Oklahoma that produces such versatile fullbacks? Yourself, Trey, you can go back even further. Aaron Ripkowski, who's in the NFL right now. What is it about this place? Um, you know, I think it's just the tradition. You know, what, what brought me here was the fact that there was those previous guys. So I think they just keep building on to, to each other, and hopefully I fall into that lineage. Hey, Dimitri, I know that it means a lot, but this being your final go-around, but to have your whole family there on Saturday night for such a special moment and have them there every step of the way, what does that mean to you? It means the world. You know, I love my family to death, and for them to, to risk what they have to do to come watch me play, it just means absolutely everything. Uh, how do you feel about where this team is right now? Obviously pretty confident, but how do you not – let it get too high or the heads get too big. Is that a challenge at all? Um, absolutely. You know, it was, it was a huge win, but at the same time, we, we've take, taken each week singular focus. And so that's what we're going to do. Today's Monday, so it starts all over for Tulane. In fact, I think the charge was beat Tulane whenever you guys got done. And to see Lincoln Riley adjust as a head coach as a final thought, what have you seen in him going from offensive coordinator to head coach? You know, nothing's really different. He, he's still that same guy, and he's still that leader as he was before. I think you're going to see Dimitri continue to take on an increased role in this Oklahoma Sooner offense. And, boy, uh, Baker Mayfield now 11-0 and on the road. A sweet Saturday night for him in Columbus. Snap, Mayfield, play action, looking left, throwing in zone. It is caught. Touchdown! Oh, mama! Lee Morris. Great throw. And the Sooners are on top in the horseshoe. Feels great. Um, you know, after looking at the tape, I think we played well, and I think we rose up to the occasion. But, um Obviously, it's still only you know going into game three, but we have a, a long way to go. Um, I, I think we played well and we did a lot of good things in, in, on a big stage, but um, you know schematically and execution-wise, we still have to do it well on all fronts. What does it say about this young group to see the way they stepped up in that moment? Let's start specifically though with Trey Sermon. He he was running like he was Samaj P. Ryan on Saturday night. <laughs> he was, he was, and so um, you know, I've been you know very hard on those guys and expecting a lot out of them. So it was good to see the, the production out of him uh, on Saturday. So I've said we have a stable of backs. We have four guys that can really run the ball well. And so Abdul was running it well even before he fumbled. And so that's just the thing about having three guys behind you is if you make one mistake, we're ready to fill the next one in. So um, I, I'm very proud of those guys, but Trey played exceptionally well. What does it say about Jeff Bedette, a guy who made a mistake early with the, the fumble uh, on the call, to see him bounce back and perform the way that he did? That shows his leadership and that he's been there before. Uh, he realizes that the most important play is the next one, to, you know, to, to forget it and move on. Um, so he, he really, he, he's been on the stage, big stage before, so he, he knew that everybody else was going to count on him later in the game. And so he said, it's my bad, I'll get the next one. And, and he meant it, so, and he did. The chain afterwards would beat Tulane. So obviously that, that focus now goes on to the next game. And you just said, hey, this isn't going to be the moment of our season. How do you – keep things from not getting too high for the guys and stay level? Uh, I, I think for me, 
you know, I've I've had to realize that over the years is not getting too high, not getting too low. So I'm going to try and you know mentally get that preparation and that mindset throughout the team. But I think this week is actually more important than last week. So uh, you know, realizing that yeah, we we had success on Saturday, but we still have a long way to go. And so realizing that this is going to be a statement game for us. Um, you know, we we like I said, this isn't the highlight of our season. We still have to win every game after this, and that's what we're going to focus on. So you know, realizing that we got to push through. How fun was it to see Dimitri Flowers as involved as he was? And to get him as involved as he was. It was a lot of fun, but uh, I mean, I don't think I can speak correctly. I think he'd have to give you. The, the, he was pretty fired up about it. He's very fired up. So, um, you know, I love him to death, but I, I think he was more happy than anybody. And then a quick final thought. We, we mentioned some of the young receivers, but to see, you know, Lee Morris, to see Michael Jones Baker, what have they done to gain your trust? They've just gone to work. I think the way we prepare during the off season and during camp and then during the week, I think those guys really, I mean, they work hard, but um, I think they have a huge chip on their shoulder right now. And so they're ready to take advantage of their opportunities. So it's good to see. And so right now I'm just going to keep feeding them and obviously they're making me look good. So I'm not going to stop. And you know, the forgotten part of Saturday night for some, I, I'm glad that Bruce Feldman of SI.com wrote an article about it. The play of the defense was impressive. And Jordan Thomas, I think he was only thrown at twice, but he was part of that defense that shut down the potentially high-powered Ohio State Buckeye attack. Barrett looks left, throws deep, and is caught at midfield, out of bounds. Win column, Sooners, game over. Lincoln Riley is still undefeated. Final score in Columbus, Oklahoma 31 and Ohio State 16. It was beautiful, especially after, you know, last year them coming here and beating us 45 to 20 or whatever, a lot to a little bit. So it was great to, you know, go in their house and, and put the same hurt on them that they put on us. And to see the defense come together like they did, I've talked about it a lot because we're down on the sidelines. That communication is really good this year, Jordan. What, what can we attest that to? Um, just the brotherhood that we have you know it's just us being closer as an entire team not only as you know safeties but just linebackers just d-line it's all of us collectively as a group just getting together and just knowing each other better and that it allows us just to play faster on the field and just trade things off that just naturally happen just because of the chemistry we have I think I've seen you growing as a leader too. Do you feel that? Do you get that sense too? Uh, yeah, I didn't really have a choice. Uh, <laughs> I kind of, kind of got old and realized that there was a lot of young guys behind me, so um, I kind of had to put my big boy pants on and, and you know, just lead by example. That's that's what I love to do, just because it's like you know, it's easy for people to say stuff and you know, but it's it's harder for them to do it all the time. So I just try to do all the little things right for the most part and, and just set a great example. How much does it help you as a communicator with these young guys to have gone through this? You you were kind of thrust into action early, so you can help Parno Motley, or if we have to see a Trey Norwood or a Trey Brown get more time, it, it, it helps you, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's it's great. It gives me an edge just because, like I, like you said, I, I know what it's like. I know, I know what I needed to hear, and I know just – kind of what it's like just to be a freshman and just have to play in big games. You know, here at Oklahoma, that's what you do, and, and there's a lot of pressure on you. So, yeah, it helps tremendously when I know a guy's struggling with something. I'm like, hey, listen, this is how I deal with it. But, you know, everyone's different, but let's, let me help you figure it out. How about the development of Parnell on that opposite side of <laughs> I mean, the, the tape speaks for itself. Uh, you can pick your poison, you know, or wherever you throw, just know it's going to be competitive. And you lose a couple of guys. With, Will had a great first quarter, by the way. Will Johnson was great in the first quarter. Had a couple of guys go down. What about those young guys stepping in? Khalil Houghton playing well back there. Yeah, I mean, that's just like I, I said all the time. No matter who I put it, no matter who we put in there as a defense, no matter whether it's a freshman or it's a sophomore, whether it's a redshirt, whoever, we're confident because we prepared over the summer. We prepared over, you know, the spring and just developing players so that when's it, when their number's called, you know, they're ready to play. It was a great picture of you and Baker kind of looking at each other in an embrace afterwards. So to see 
where you guys are now to where it was last year at this time. Can you even put that into words? No, I mean, the picture, could, I'm sure it says it all. <laughs> the and excitement then, in both of our eyes is just after a big win like that. And then the final thought, Kerry Cooks, can you kind of give us some perspective on the kind of leader and motivator and game planner he is? He's one of the best. I mean, obviously you can see that from, you know, just our play last year to, you know, developing his own players and then our play this year. But uh, he's a phenomenal guy, phenomenal coach, but, you know, just man in general, you know, and he teaches us a lot, not only as far as football, but off the field as well. But just to have him in our lives is, is, is a blessing in itself. Jordan Thomas. He's, he's one of the best in college football. He and Parnell Motley, D.C. Island, have created a very lethal one-two combination at the corner position for the Sooners in 2017. All right, we got OU and Tulane coming up this weekend. Don't forget, you can get pay-per-view information at Soonersports.com and Soonersports.tv. Kickoff set for 5 o'clock. And don't forget, the go-for-two package available right now, Soonersports.com slash tickets. Joy game day. Toby returns on Tuesday's podcast as we recap the OU Tulane game and get you ready for OU and Baylor. Until then, everyone have a great weekend, a great game day, and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.